Brzezinski was the strategist for Jimmy Carter and convinced Jimmy Carter to say, look, uh, the Russians are dominating uh, Afghanistan with a civilian secular government. Let's create al-Qaeda. Let's uh, back Osama bin Laden and give his supporters weapons to begin fighting the Russians, and uh, we can pull a coup d'etat there, and uh, the Russians will fight back, and then we'll say the Russians invaded. And it worked. Saudi Arabia made a deal with America that they would push the Wahhabi uh, extremists, uh, the Al-Qaeda, the most right-wing wing of Islamic parties, and it worked. Uh, essentially, Al-Qaeda is a contract army uh, for the United States. Well, the same thing was happening in, in Russia. What Brzezinski wrote was that America's faced with a possibility of not being able to rule the world unilaterally. Any country's economic ability to be self-sufficient means uh, a potential military power. And in order to prevent any country from threatening America militarily, you have to prevent it from developing economically. Uh, the American nightmare, Brzezinski wrote, was that Russia would get together with Germany and with Western Europe, creating Russian raw materials, German industry, and somehow, finally, Russia would become westernized. Uh, America, uh, under Brzezinski's uh, strategy, said this would be a disaster because if Russia's westernized, if it becomes democratic, if... if uh, uh, Europe and Russia are prosperous, then we cannot control them anymore, and they will have no reason to be NATO. We've got to stop Russia, and the place to stop this Russian-European uh, conglomeration is to split it right at the border uh, down Ukraine. Let's do in Ukraine what uh, we did in Afghanistan. Let's uh, back the crazies. Well, most of them are uh, the, the former uh, neo-Nazi groups that have been uh, uh, so prominent that fly the Nazi flag. Welcome to the Daily Wrap-Up, a concise show dedicated to bringing you the most relevant independent news as we see it from the last 24 hours. Friday, November 18th, 2022. Thank you for joining me today. I have an important follow-up show to the one we previously did where Steve from Slow News Day and AM Wake Up joined me. We had a great conversation going over all the data we could see in real time, what was happening in the moment of the Poland's, the, the strike in Poland or the conversation about the, really the false flag attempt by Ukraine. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm completely willing to frame it that way because of what actually went down. Now, you could argue that I think the evidence very clearly shows this was intended to be that from the beginning. Even if you disagree with that, there's, I'll show yet again today how Zelensky, even to this point, is still aggressively driving in the fact, the lie, that even everybody on his side has said we can prove that's not the case, and he's still pushing in that lie. That's a, that's a false flag. This is the same point. And I think it was meant to be that from the very beginning. Now, I have a whole bunch, a, a whole lot of content around COVID-19, everything kind of peripheral to that, the Great Reset, some foreign policy from Iran discussion, some discussion around, I mean, a whole bunch of stuff that I put to the side today that I will get to, most likely tomorrow, to go over all the rest of it on the peripheral. But the maybe to the point, um, a couple points at the end, maybe I'll point that in regard to the Iran's pro, pro. Bottom line is the Iranian discussion is continuing to flesh out the same way. 
where just like we saw Justin Trudeau forced to delete his tweet because he happily parroted something he didn't re- research. Just, oh, that's bad Iran stuff. Yeah, bad guy Iran. Share, 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 which usually works for them, which is kind of the point of one of the main folk, one of the main focuses of today. We're going to go over the data again pretty, pretty quickly about the kind of the, the timeline of yesterday in uh, up last few days, actually, up until today and what we're seeing today and what that shows you. But we're also going to go through, sorry, I feel like there's something on my eye, on how that connects with the larger kind of side narratives around this, but really kind of show you how, one, this exposed what I call the propaganda pipeline in the title today, or as Swiss Policy Research coined as the propaganda multiplier. And I've, I've done an entire segment on this in the past. How this entire thing in real time exposed that in, that network. We all see this. I think everybody to some degree sees that kind of how this the information flow works with different partisan and nonpartisan perspectives about it. But this exposed that in real technicolor to everybody in real time where we could watch how I kind of was even toying with possible title today, how the U.S. government broke a sacred agreement between a sacred secret agreement between the mainstream media and themselves about always blaming Russia. It kind of, we kind of saw that play out, didn't we? Where the media just jumped right in with both feet. Russia did it because somebody we can't talk about an anonymous source claimed something we didn't get to see, but journalism though. And we all just yelled Russia did it. And we'll go through that part again today. And then really early. And that's one of the things I'm going to do today. I reorganize some of the stuff like by exact timeline, the tweets, the posts and what it shows you. That early Biden spoke up and said, we can't confirm that. Even though right after that, we have people that are intelligence saying that, that what the secret intelligence shows that it was. So what is that? Is that the White House? Is it, is it just all honest? Were they all just giving you what they thought? I find that really hard to believe with everything we've seen thus far, both with COVID, foreign policy. I mean, an endless amount of examples where we can see that they've got caught lying, not that it was an accident, but they willfully deceived us. And we're supposed to pretend like they just did this honestly reported this. Either their narrative blew up. They weren't able to use it against the person that they always try to do or any situation, use it against the person they're in an adversarial position with lies, anything. We see this right regularly, either that, you know, didn't work for them in that moment or the narrative blew up for some reason or insert your your possibility in there because what we saw happen was they quickly went away from what usually happened biden spoke up everything changed the narrative kind of went to we're unsure Zelensky kept nailing it in but we have unnamed officials intelligence saying we know it was russia right in the beginning so is that the cia agenda with what's going on in ukraine operation aerodynamic guiding that Seems like it. Now, why would Biden speak up? Now, I'm just posing questions. My point is that this doesn't add up with what usually happens in any of these circumstances. And it revealed that the media was all too happy to jump in like they're supposed to and got made. They were made to look like the fool more so than usual. Got some spots in the chat. Please grab that for me, guys. But we're also going to go through the mathematical discussion of this or rather just specifically just logistics and how exactly what Steve and I were talking about in real time during this happening is exactly what ended up happening. I recommend you watch the show we just did because it was really everything we basically every point we were discussing, both what we could prove and we theorized about is pretty much what came to pass pretty far ahead of the agenda yet again. And the interesting part about it, though, is I'll play a clip from Scott Ritter that's that's showing you that this is I mean, it's just basic, basic common sense to see where the the, the, ge, the ge, geographically where this country is, where the S-300 systems would have shot. And yes, they were S-300s, despite that being disputed during the show we did that time. We're seeing how this is 
obviously a choice by Ukraine, either to make that happen so they could blame it on Russia or just, I guess, possible, just wild incompetence, which wouldn't really surprise me, somehow aiming in the wrong direction with the defense system. Scott will explain why this is pretty much impossible unless it's a choice to aim the opposite direction. And all of this amounts to the reality that we are being lied to in every other possible facet of foreign policy, everything else they're trying to abuse against you. And I think we just need to take a step back with this situation as they're now parroting the next narrative right now about Iran, even further about Ukraine. Russia's bombing all over Ukraine. Why? Because Ukraine just said so. Yeah, that's that's still happening, despite what just happened, despite Bucha, despite Kramastok train station, but despite all of these different examples, Ghost of Kiev, where they keep lying, they keep seeding the narrative, and even media in this country continues to say what Ukraine just said over and over, because that's their job, guys. And that's the, one of the main points of today is the propaganda multiplier and what they are doing. But on top of that, some interesting information about Israel apparently sending secret materials, strategic materials. And what looks like through Poland, by the way, into Ukraine. And that's interesting with Poland and everything that just happened. But what are those materials and why is that so important to Israel to keep secret? That scares the hell out of me, if you want me to be honest. But let's get into it today. Do my best to go through the early information with, you know, pretty with haste. So it's not the redundancy of yesterday. But this was the show we did yesterday. I was with again with Steve. I really recommend you check take out, excuse me, check out Ukraine, Poland, false flag falls apart in real time. This was November 16th. I just want to make that point that this is in 90% of this was not our opinion. We were giving our assessment of the of what we could prove in the moment. And then on top of that, giving our opinion about what that could mean. But just realize that with, at this point, this would still be up. You know, Ultimately, the discussion of today and most of the independent media is this. Right. And, and I said, as as here's what we can prove. And as the mainstream media toes the line, which is the important part of this, as always, with all the source material, if you check out for yourself. Now, this is what we're referencing. We talk about the propaganda multiplier. I just want to give a quick shout to Swiss Policy Research. Just doing an excellent job when it comes to COVID-19 and everything else. This was posted on June 16th. And I really think this is important to understand. And it's just the image says it all, guys. Most people don't realize this. Just very quickly to explain this so you understand what we're breaking down as we go through what you can see. The way this works, and this is undeniable. The propaganda multiplier, what you can see here is that you have, you know, intelligence, essentially which, you know, I hate that we have to call them and it's the intelligence, kind of that military intelligence oxymoron kind of joke. But you got the White House, the Pentagon, CIA, intelligence services, that kind of level, the government, essentially. And that's where this information gets dripped down. Now, that and then the secondary layer for those in the podcast would be the, the global news agencies, which is really where most every outlet, Fox News, CNN, gets their information from. That's why it's they're not any any real much any more that much further ahead than you are if you're tapped into the same sources. They, the idea of the investigative journalist has pretty much fallen apart in every corporate media outlet. I used to write articles about how those no longer exist. Most of these places literally don't even have investigative journalists like Eva Bartlett, Vanessa Bealey, Patrick Lang, people on the ground doing the work, right? So AP, Associated Press, French Press Agency, and Reuters are the main ones where they break down the information in like kind of bulletin style and post it out. And a lot of these days, a lot of articles as well. That's why a lot of times you'll see it just blatantly reposted saying Associated Press or without it sometimes even, which kind of is surprising. But that's where everything flows through. Then from them gets trickled down to all of them. New York Times, Fox News, CNN, Wall Street Journal, CBS, NBC, all of it, everything. Now, the point is that if one of these things are shown to be faulty, the whole thing breaks down. But the problem is they don't care anymore. 
So what we saw yesterday and the day before and the day before was that the intelligence came out and said, this is what's going on. And Associated Press said, this is what's going on. Everybody else beneath them said, this is what's going on until 30 seconds in. They go, whoa, wait a minute. Did Biden just say no? (laughs) I thought we were all supposed to follow the lead. Right at this point, right in there is where we're going. No, no, no. The evidence doesn't match that. And it took a day and a half before most of these people in this picture right here even cared to try to change the story. Now, ask yourself, how is it possible that you and I could know this, whether or not we were, you know, estimating the information based on limited evidence, but still looking into it with them, literally parroting the exact opposite of what it ended up being. That means they either lied, knowing that they didn't have full information, or they did not care. I think it's both. So these people know what their job is, and it's not to inform you based on what the full picture is. It's based on what they're supposed to be trickling down. That's really important to understand. Now, there's a whole article here you can read about how this works, what it means. But just understand that what we witnessed is the breakdown of that for some reason. That's what I was kind of playing with in the beginning. And I'll theorize more as we go through this. But let's go through this reasonably quickly about the timeline, okay? Now, I reorganized some of the stuff from yesterday. Now, again, if you want more of a nuanced kind of in you know discussion breakdown, watch this show from yesterday. I recommend you do anyway before today's show. Or rather, if you're watching it, don't stop now, but... Anyway, the point was, this is November 15th, November 15th, 2022, wave of Russian missiles hit Ukraine after Zelensky outlines conditions for peace, which again, is wasn't really conditions for peace. It was basically give us everything and you leave and then it's peace, right? That's, ne- that's the kind of stuff they do with Iran and everybody else. They give them completely unrealistic peace measures. And when they say no, they go, see, they don't want peace. And it's, it's not, there's been plenty of opportunities for that, that Zelensky refused to go to the table for until now. So it's all an illusion. And that's usually how this goes, but The point with this is about before the Poland discussion, remember that there was an argument that Russia had struck Kiev. Now, I want this to be really clear here. I'll even just bring this up early. I was going to point it out towards the end. Uh, Further, I'll shoot, Corey, now I can't find it. Here it is. So this is the point that I was making during the show yesterday, right? I mean, just look at the map first, and I'll make the point with the, with the, the point for the S300 in a moment. We have to understand that Kiev is in the middle here, Okay. Russia is over here on the right, to be really basic about it. I mean, I could be more specific, and then Poland is on the left, okay? It's pretty clear. Now, the idea being that Russia has no strategic intention at this moment to bomb in. They're not in Kiev. They're pretty damn far away from Kiev, and there's no reason for them to bomb into the middle of a civilian area. Now, could they? Of course they could. Is there proof of that evidence? No. The only thing saying that happened is Zelensky and the military and the government who just got caught lying about everything and still have many times before this saying that's what happened. Now, Russia is carrying out strikes. That's for sure. Russia said that themselves. Now, you could even argue, and I haven't been able to actually verify this based on what Russia says they're doing, not that that makes it true, but that ultimately, whether or not they're targeting the electrical infrastructure I think I, I I mean that seems to be kind of accepted that's what Russia's doing. And even if they did on the right side of this map, that would be what happens in war. Now I would argue I don't agree with that because that hurts civilians, but that's the bottom line is we see this happen in US wars all the time. And it's bad guy when bad guy does it, good guy for good reasons when they do it. It's stupid, it's hypocritical. War's bad all the way around. But the point is they're arguing that they were bombing Kiev. And then also bombing the infrastructure in Kiev. Now there's a reason that's important because That is disputed even by Russia and hasn't been proven to have taken place. And on top of that, it doesn't strategically make sense for Russia to be doing so. And history, just even going back, even just the beginning of the Syria conflict, you can see that Russia has continued to show that they don't take the bait for these kind of things. 
They don't just arbitrarily bomb into civilian areas and give them the excuse they need unless they can do it secretly to their benefit. And that's the point. I think any of these governments could do that. But the point is whether or not this actually happened. That's, there's a reason that's important to start because the entire idea that this was an, a, a bombing into Kiev that then they tried to stop, and that's how it ended up accidentally going into Poland. First of all, from the S-300 perspective, from Poland, from Ukraine's perspective, I'll show you in a moment why that's ridiculous and not possible unless they aimed over there. But from the other side of it, to argue that it was maybe a wayward Russian missile, which is what Zelensky's still trying to hold, push in, despite the evidence, the only way that even possibly makes sense is if they did bomb Kiev. Right. Because they have to bomb in the middle of the country to make that happen and not on the right side of the entire country. So this is disputed. Make sure you remember that as we go forward on the idea. So then from after that, they saw we saw the whole discussion about them taking back the Kirsten City area and all the atrocities there, which, by the way, it's the same discussion from before. And again, I'm not going to get into it today, but I there's lots of video pretty easily proving to you that these people were rallied up, rounded up as Russian soldiers and shot dead in the street. I showed you the video. We now have video evidence from before that showing them in that same area with Ukrainian soldiers aiming guns at them. It's kind of hard to miss what happened. They committed massive war crimes and executed Russian soldiers who were POWs. Now, why would we pretend that wouldn't happen anywhere else despite all the evidence? The bottom line is where you know who these people are if you're paying attention. But that's the argument they're making about these things happened in Kherson City, and it seems pretty clear these things were carried out by Ukrainian soldiers, just like Bucha and elsewhere, that we've routinely proven. This, uh, the only thing against that is just narrative and what they say were conspiracy theorists or whatever else. We've proven these things. So that happened. They put into Kherson City. Say they found all these bad things. Now, one point on Kherson City was this. The, we saw these all over the place, and here's an example of uh, French press agency. It's just in French, so it's, it's AFP, but it stands for French press French press agency right so they're happily reporting what this guy said now guess what well first of all let me let, let me play what this guy said we are finally liberated that we are free because now we have no electricity in the city no water no central supply heating no mobile connection no internet connection but we have no russians <laughs> and i'm extremely happy of that we can survive anything but we are free okay so first of all are you you know you can't miss the the, it's you're not talking about the government by the way they just don't like russians and i'll show you more about that in a moment and that's not that's pretty clear i'm not talking about all ukrainians but these specifically the the radicals that are there pretending to be all of ukraine are aggressively anti-russia for any the people in general and they have influenced a lot of the population to feel the same way or brought those people in from outside either way the Russians are gone. That's you know good, except there's a lot of Russians that exist in Ukraine. So why is that what you realize how obvious it is that they're ethnically cleansing these people by pretending like they're supporting them? Like we fight for Donbass while we're killing those people over there. But the point is, this guy is not who he seems. So he's saying, first of all, I can also point out there's evidence I've seen of people that apparently do have all the things he's saying they don't. That could be lies, too. But, you know, I just don't buy what they're selling here, especially at the very beginning of the Russian strikes in the area, not Kherson City, but in Kiev or up in, in dispute. But here's what it says. And this is, this is, in fact, the reality. This is from ex-foreign desk chief Iris Press, citizen journalist. In a video from the French press agency, a happy rallying person, a local is delighted that there are now no Russians there. He has since been identified as Portin Nikolavich from Kiev, a company commander of the National Guard, which is the Azov Battalion movement. Excuse me. Probably here for the cleansing of Russians. That's his opinion. But this, you feel free to do your due diligence, guys. The, the interesting part about it is how obvious and constant this is. 
Just like with the CNN, where they bring in their CNN brings in their own person and says, that's this. Oh, look at that. We're interviewing. It turns out he was a camera guy, right? This is how this works. Basic, clumsy propaganda. This guy is part of the Azov movement, pretending he's a civilian. Yay, the Russians are gone. Because if you have to fake that with a crowd behind you, what does that tell you? Good question. It's pretty obvious, I think, that they don't all think that. Now, here, going forward from the timeline. Okay, so this was November 15th. And actually, the point was, this was actually in the beginning of the day. They updated it like they always do and changed something. Who knows? So later in the day, now this is as of uh, 12.15 Central Time, November 15th. Biden speaks up and says in a very, well, rather Bloomberg frames it in a very specifically, almost intentionally confusing way. Biden says, unlikely rocket that hit Poland was fired from Russia. <laughs> now, I read it that way on purpose because you could read it that way. That, you know, an unlikely rocket. There was an accident. Nobody knows why, but it was fired from Russia. Or you could read it as Biden says, it's unlikely, it's or unlikely rocket that hit Poland was fired from Russia. Now you can read the article and it's, it does explain the reality, but the point is that it's intentional, I think. Either way, Biden in the beginning spoke up and said it's probably not from Russia, which is interesting. Now, why did that happen? Now I'll show you why the, how the timeline goes here. Now remember, now this is later, at least as they posted it on Twitter, 12.59 p.m., Associated Press posts, posts a senior U.S. intelligence official says Russian missiles crossed into NATO Poland, killing two people. That is after Biden said not based on the what they were looking at. Now, I just I, is that the CIA operation versus something different in the White House? Because these things do happen. I find that quite interesting. Either way, so far, Biden spoke up and said no intelligence says yes. Now, they've already changed this. I'll show you the correction in a moment. A senior U.S. intelligence official says Russian missiles crossed into NATO member Poland, killing two people. That was their breakdown. Hot press right off the news. Now, guess what, though? We already know that's not true. And now even they've had to change it. So realize right in the beginning, this is the propaganda multiplier. That's how it works. These people pump out what they're told to say. And guess what, guys? We're going to pretend that they were able to see some kind of insight that the U.S. intelligence officer said, no, here's the proof. You can't share it, though. Well, no, because that's not the case. It didn't happen or they were lied to. However, this works. Either the U.S. intelligence official manipulated Associated Press to say a lie or they didn't care. They just parroted what he said anyway, because they've been allowed to do that. They've they've it's been allowed that if, if a U.S. personnel says something that we can just blatantly post that and say they said so. That's not journalism. You are you are a stenographer for the propagandists. That's not how a journalist is supposed to operate. But that's become normalized today. Now. In, in an interesting timing, I was adding, I was going through the timeline again. This is 7.58. Oh, and by the way, there's going to be a couple of things that are slightly outside of the time sync or things that I jumped to from today in the middle to make a point. Either way, generally, most of this is in time from, you know, the timeline from the 15th to right now. Now, this is 7.58 a.m. November 15th. This was posted. So the video could have been taken from before that earlier in the day or in the morning. But either way, this was an example already of Ukraine air defense hit a, a building in Kiev, trying to shoot down Russian cruise missiles. Now, at least that's what they're claiming, right? But here's the point. Did this happen? Did this actually end up hitting Kiev? Because the argument is that you can't prove that. Ultimately, we have now, was this another attempt at a false flag from the Ukrainian military themselves to bomb into Kiev to make it look like that? Now, or Russia did it. And all of this was built on the back of that. But I still have yet to see the evidence that this actually took place. As Ritter will point out in a minute, they have evidence of this stuff. They can track these things after they find out what happened. And no one's speaking up about this. I would like to find out whether Russia did, in fact, even bomb Kiev. They claim they didn't. I'll show you in a minute. 
So either way, this is one of either way, this does not add up with what we're talking about thus far. And you can go back to the beginning of these clips and realize that the beginning of the showing of the rockets or drones was 717 a.m. November 15th. But it took the all the way until the middle of the day for them to for the U.S. official to speak up and say Russia did it. Now, November 15th, as of 1.13 p.m. on November 15th, we saw the evidence already being circulated in independent media, on Twitter, and yet somehow it took all of these really high-level journalists with all the resources in the world two days to be able to go, oh, wait a minute, we were wrong, it wasn't Russia, it was an accident. You think, you think of how pathetic that is. Now, either they did know and didn't care, or they just wait to be told what to do next. I find that to be very, very obvious. That is the propaganda multiplier. They're not out to inform you. And they probably don't even know that, you understand. They think what they're doing is probably what they claim it is because they've been propagandized themselves. That's usually how this works. But this was November 15th. We showed you this in the last show. S-300s are an air defense missiles, right? And, we, and we've already proven, which I'll show you next, that they were there, which is not even, I mean, it was a secret clandestine program to send them there by the U.S., but they were talking about this, so we should know that they're there. Even though people on Twitter were already disputing that they even have these when this first started. Usually how that goes. If it's an air defense missile that landed in Poland, then it was a Ukrainian missile that failed to detonate when it failed intercept. Now, that's not even actually what I think happened. But either way, this is his opinion. These were what we found on the ground, or what was found, compared next to a S-300. And that's what this was and is. The point is, he also adds, and I find this important, it was also improbable that... Two, that two would go astray and in the exact same way land in the same place, right? So that, that's a point that nobody's picking up on that we picked up on the, two, the day before yesterday. Because everyone, you know, even if we pretend it's an accident, or even let's just say Zelensky is saying that, no, well, he's denying it. We'll get to that in a minute. But let's just say the in general consensus is now that it was a Ukrainian missile that was trying to stop Russia's firing, and that's why it's still Russia's fault. But it ended up in one, land, missing or deflecting and landing in one spot. Okay, then, guys, explain for me how two of them could do the exact same thing twice in a row. That's just not possible. I mean, they, really, realistically, these were two fired using radar in the same exact location. That's why they went in the same place. Pretty simple. It says, in my opinion, it is more plausible that these were two ad missiles fired at a single target that failed to detonate. S-300s have an aerial range of 100 kilometers. Now, we'll get into why a defense system or how a defense system can be used as offense, which, again, Scott Ritter will explain as the expert on that topic. But here we are, 113, where we've already seen evidence and already seen pretty clear logistical evidence that this is not Russia. And it was that simple, guys. It's very easy to break this down unless there's something we're missing. All right, so let's jump really quickly to today for a post from Hassan Mafi to explain the S-300 part. Then we'll jump back to the timeline for the 15th where they all start yelling that it's Russia. <laughs> At this point, guys, any intelligent person, any free-thinking person, anybody with critical thinking, common sense, would have already been like, well, I don't think that that's actually Russia. Now, why, for some reason, Biden spoke up, or rather whoever was pulling his strings, to say that I'm interested in. Now, I, I, my, my one thought here is that I said this from before. I think what happens a lot to these kind of people, there's a lot of moving parts, the CIA, the NSA, the, the people that are, you know, arguab arguably trying to achieve the same agenda, but maybe not. They end up doing things like we saw in Syria, where you have a CIA and a State Department backed rebels fighting each other. That's crazy because they're, they're funding all these extremists. They end up fighting each other on the ground. That happened, I think, at least once, but I believe it was numerous times. But the point is maybe what we're seeing here is just like we saw in Syria, where they would try to carry out some kind of explosive act or chemical attack that just doesn't get reported because they don't want to have that executed yet. Vanessa Bealey made a whole point about this. 
There was numerous chemical attacks that the rebels were claiming happened, but somehow the U.S. media just didn't point at it until they wanted to point at the next one. How does that make sense? Right? So it's possible here that this was an attempt by Zelensky to force the hand of the people funding them, that we're losing momentum because people are seeing through it. And so he just said, screw it, do this. Russia's firing on us right now. Let's just pretend we missed and hit Poland and blame it on Russia. Or not pretend we missed, but, you know, hit him. And we could say we pretend we missed, blah, blah, blah. Just a thought. Though I don't see any other reason why the U.S. government would speak up at this point unless they were trying to stop it from going somewhere. Not because they're being honest about it. Let's be clear about that. Now, here's Scott Ritter. Former U.S. Marine Corps intelligence officer Scott Ritter says the Ukrainians deliberately launched missiles at Poland to trigger a NATO intervention. Makes the most sense to me. But again, this is all speculation. Missile landed in Poland that killed these two citizens. That missile we now know is a Ukrainian S-300 surface-to-air missile. We know this. The serial numbers on it, everything points to Ukraine. Russia doesn't have that missile. NATO admits that they tracked this missile all the way into Poland. NATO knows where it was launched from. We know everything about this. Trust me, I used to do this for a living. When that missile was launched, we know it. When the radars were turned on, we know it. We know it's a Ukrainian missile. We know it impacted on Polish soil. Now, Zelensky may be in a situation where he's being told that it wasn't his. And I'll tell you why I believe this might be the case. There are elements of the Ukrainian military that realize, because let's put it in the context of why this missile was launched. Ukraine was getting a snot kicked out of it by 90 Russian missiles who were knocking out their electrical infrastructure and their gas production. Ukraine's going into the dark ages. Now, I'm curious to know whether he thinks they struck Kiev. Like, I'm really, I'm trying to get some insight onto whether that, that, because if that didn't happen, that really does spin out the entire, at least the grasping final narrative they're trying to pump in now that it was somehow an accident, but it wouldn't make sense unless there was bombs flying over toward Kiev. But even then, it still doesn't, really. Right? But because you could take out infrastructure all over the country. The argument of whether it was focused on Kiev and these central areas, I, I think that at the very least, Russia's saying that didn't happen. And I mean, how it's interesting now, and it doesn't mean that they're telling the truth just because of this, but it's interesting now how many times in a row Russia says this is what's happening. The U.S. says, no, 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 this is what's happening. And then it ends up being what Russia said. That's happened a lot throughout this process, even throughout Syria. We kept seeing that, right? Where they go, they're going to fake chemical attack. And they do. And now historically, we can look back and we, they were right. Now, it does not mean that they're always telling the truth or that they told the truth because they're honest. Possibly. It's always possible. But it just likely, in my mind, is because it's advantageous to them in that moment. Right. But think about it. They were right. They said this. It's exactly what they said. So it's making them all look really stupid. So, again, I don't know why that string was pulled because it is blowing up in their face right now. And the Ukrainian military knows there's nothing they can do to stop this unless NATO intervenes. They need NATO to set up a no-fly zone over Ukraine. That would be their salvation. So to do this, somebody in the Ukrainian military, I believe, launched this missile at Poland. Why? The Russian missiles are coming in from the east to the west. The way surface-to-air missiles work is you have a big radar that detects this. Then you have a little radar up front that guides a missile fired from west to east to intercept the missile. This missile went from east to west into Poland. How does that happen? And how does it do it on a ballistic trajectory? I know from my experience that you take it to make a surface-to-air missile a ballistic missile, you point a radar point in the sky, the missile guides on it, and then goes to a ballistic trajectory down. Somebody in Ukraine painted the sky over Poland with a radar signature that sent a missile to Polish territory. That's the only way that missile gets to Poland. Pretty obvious, right? And and the point is that this these, at the end of the day, everything about how these work, the distance they can go, what the how they can be used, the entire thing falls apart. And you know what's more important than that? 
I promise you almost anybody who is even remotely intelligent in their field that covers foreign policy knows that as an as a, as a corporate media journalist. The government involved with this knows that. And yet they're still towing the line. You see my point? So many of these people are aware they're lying to you. Propaganda multiplier. It continues. So here's the just an easy Jew, like just elementary breakdown of this. I love what he points. His understanding the geography makes the point, doesn't it? Now, this is exactly what Steve and I were kind of working out in the moment. When we thought about this, we're like, wait a minute. And we talked about it on the last show. Like, realistically, and I think Steve's one that actually brought it up first. If realistically, if, if they're firing even toward Kiev, how does it possibly make sense that Ukraine accidentally hit Poland? I mean, this is as simple as it gets, guys. And I think that is why, if I had to guess, they stood up and pulled back on this because they, they immediately broke it down and were like, Zelensky's an idiot. Like, he, he clearly just screwed us by claiming that's what happened. You see my point? And because we can prove that, that if, you can, if you have the S-300 with the serial number, which they do, and you can prove that it wasn't a Russian missile that landed there, well, then you have to argue that it was an S-300 that was aimed at a Russian missile, but they know that doesn't make sense because they, they tried to get out of this early, I think. I, it's not not in the interest of honesty. It's because they Zelensky, if I had to guess, pushed this and made them look stupid. Now, if you look at this very clearly, Ukraine accidentally fired a missile this way to the left instead of this way to the right. Or, you know, again, really simplistic. The point is simply that there's no way unless it was aimed. Now, what they're arguing is we'll get into in the articles is essentially that they're going, oh, well, it was, you know, they fired missiles in all directions. And one of them went awry. I swear to you, that's what they're saying. Think, I mean, again, the people like Scott Ritter are going to laugh there. They're going to go, I can't believe these idiots who are writing for corporate media actually just repeated that. Because as he just described, it's not how this works. You have to aim the radar. You don't, and the point is, you don't aim it behind you if you know where these missiles are coming from. This is just simple, basic information. Now, the point is, let's not forget that we routinely pointed this out. This is the Wall Street Journal in March 21st, 2022, the U.S. sending Soviet air defense systems, such as the S-300s, that it's secretly acquired to Ukraine, part of a clandestine program, right? So they broke the story. They're sending these secret things. Now, what's interesting is that they've had these before. So despite the fact that they, the real point of this is what they probably did that we didn't know about within this, because as I understand that the S-300s have been discussed. So what else was going on in this clandestine program and why was it so secret? Because I believe what this is is to set up the excuse to say, look, they've, they're just, I and mean, we already saw them kind of shift to saying a Russian made missile, but still blaming Russia. Now, why would they do that? Because I think they were already kind of stepping to the side so they can go, oh, well, we didn't say Russia. We just said Russian made. That's because it was Russian made, Soviet era, even though that wouldn't be Russian. Now, would it if it's Soviet era? Like there's, everything about this is pretty ridiculous. But they want you to connect those things if you don't and or just read the headline and take it as they said and believe it's Russia when all they really mean is it's an S-300 that Ukraine fired. But the point is. This is from March 15th. U.S. seeks to deliver Ukraine Soviet made S-300s from the tell. But argue you won't find this in, in most corporate media outside of, you know, outside areas. But here was the actual uh, for some, this is behind a paywall, by the way. Shocking. I know. Here's the actual post just posted somewhere else. And I want to just reiterate what it says. The secretive efforts revealed received public attention in 1994 when a massive Soviet-made transport plane was observed at the Huntsville Airport within sight of a major highway. It was later disclosed the plane was carrying an S-300 air defense system that the U.S. had acquired in Belarus as part of a clandestine project involving the Pentagon contractor that cost almost $100 million. Now, coming further to today, 
What they say is the S-300 from Belarus weren't among the systems they were sent to Ukraine, except the fact that we've already proven that they did. And you can see further that they were seeking to do so anyway. But really that it said, well, regardless, they already possess them. Ukraine already possesses these. Now, what this is shouldn't be a huge point. The reality is that people were trying to sidestep this by saying it was a Russian thing. Therefore, it was Russia because that's how they trained people. Stupid people, I argue, not to be too mean about it, but they just because that's the propaganda kind of idea. They just take the bait like the, just like the media does. Oh, Russian miss Russia did it. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? And down here, it goes further. It says, we continuing to work with our allies and key partners to surge new assistance, including Soviet or Russia origin anti-aircraft systems. Now, why are they so focused on sending them specifically Soviet or Russia systems? How does that even make sense when they're the ones screaming that theirs are better? Right? I mean, everything they do, it does not make sense other than the fact that they want to give them something that could, if, if at worst case scenario, be claimed to be Russia, just like this. Now, it says Mr. Austin last week visited Slovakia to explore the country would send another S-300 system. This was last week, so this was 2022. The point is they have them. They're present. That puts that to bed. Now, the reality here is what Nine News is pointing out. What, but really, they're already sidestepping this. This is from the 17th. Was a rogue missile behind the deadly airstrike in Poland? What do you mean, was a rogue missile? Like, th- at, yesterday, on the 17th, the narrative was not rogue missile. The narrative was either that it was a Ukrainian defense missile that ended up hitting there, which I guess you could call a rogue missile, or that Russia did it. Zelensky saying Russia, the rest of them saying, you know, Ukraine did it, a real Ukraine accident, an unfortunate accident. But their title is, was a rogue missile behind this? And it says, Ukraine's defense was launching their missiles in various directions. I mean, that's ridiculous and is highly probable that one of these missiles unfortunately fell in Polish territory. Okay, let's go back to the map real quick. Are we going to pretend that they're just firing off missiles in every which direction? And if one could land from from this area into Poland, why didn't they land in Moldova, in Slovakia, in Hungary, in Belarus? Gee, maybe because they're not stupid enough to just fire off missiles in every direction just in case they hit the one Russian missile. Except that also doesn't make sense because they've got radar and they don't just fire them off in every which direction. This is bottom of the barrel covering up corporate media kind of garbage i mean that's just bad there is nothing absolutely nothing he says to suggest that it was an intentional attack on poland really <laughs> nothing except that's like saying there's no evidence to suggest these vaccines cause exactly what we have all the science to show fake news because that's narrative obviously there's plenty of things that suggest it was an intentional attack like the math the logistics the, the facts, but, you know, whatever. The Polish president said the missile was probably a Russian-made S-300 air-to-ground missile from the Soviet era. Ukraine, once part of the Soviet Union, fields Soviet and Russian-made weaponry and has also seized many of more Russian weapons after beating back the Kremlin invasion forces as if they, you know, be, again, think about how dumb that are. So are we pretending that Russia's using old Soviet S-300s? No, they're not. The U.S. has already said that's not true. So what does that mean? They're just trying to muddy the waters, guys. They're trying to act like, well, maybe they got it from them. Maybe Defense expert Marcus Heiler of the Australian Strategic Policy Institute says a missile can veer off course and go rogue through a malfunction being unstoppable or striking another missile during its flight. Usually, the end result is the rocket crashes close to the launch site. It was, it was, as if this is the reality, right? You see how we're already into it is the case? It was an exceptional case when one continues to fly continues flying for a long distance before hitting its ground. So it's a very rare reality that that can happen if I don't even, I mean, if it can even happen to fly all the way into Poland when 
it accidentally malfunctions and just flies all the way to another country as a defense system. Again, what what they're able to even do, everything contradicts this. Everything. So that's assuming this was even something that was a rare case. This isn't like, oh, it happens and it can happen. And then we find out the distance is too full. Everything contradicts it. This is, it's a rare, slim possibility. And then everything else contradicts it. And with a missile fired at another missile, if it misses, it will continue flying for a long distance. Yes, and this is what Scott's talking about. Except the fact the missiles were coming in from the west. Or the east, excuse me. The east. Right? So they're flying in from the east, so they're firing toward them. Not at Poland. Right? So if it misses, it's going to swing around and go back towards Poland? I mean, this is basic. Haler says Ukraine has deployed many S-300 missiles to shoot down Iranian-supplied military drones launched at Russia. Okay? I love how they keep bringing that up like there's some kind of big point there. Are you using drones in the same way? Exactly the same style? Yeah, you are. Okay, so what's the... Oh, Iran did it. Oh, my God. By the way, you know, I just saw a post came up this morning, but North Korea says they'll use nuclear weapons if they're attacked. Oh, oh good. Is it his turn again? <laughs> Speak up, North Korea. Now it's your turn to distract everybody. It's just so silly how these things cycle through. Are we, so we're supposed to pretend that North Korea just was quiet for a few months while they weren't the focus? And suddenly, when they need them, oh, weapons! North Korea, biggest threat to our democracy! I mean, look, I'm not even trying to just argue that some of these, these places can't be threats. It's the way that these things are covered and how in- insulting it is to your intelligence. Now, back to the timeline. The 15th to, technically, central time would be 1 o'clock, 119. Russian missiles reportedly cross into Poland, killing two. Right, so... Even when Biden stands up and says, probably Russia, the media didn't care. And this is my point about the sacred agreement. Aren't we all supposed to just lie because Russia bad guy? Apparently not. Apparently not this time. And they made them look, they, they got exposed. Every one of them got, they made to look really stupid. Now, at 1.27 p.m., right after that, Pentagon says it can't confirm Russian missile struck inside Poland. Okay, so Biden said it yesterday, or excuse me, this at the timeline, it was on the 15th. Or excuse me, it is the same day, right? Yeah, oh, I have it right here, 15th. I just realized I didn't say it right there. So the same day, the Pentagon follows suit and says, nope, we can't confirm that. Pentagon said Tuesday it could not confirm reports that missiles had crossed into Poland near the Ukrainian border. We're aware of reports alleging this, but I can tell you that we don't have any information at this time. Now, if that's the case, then what was the intelligence guy talking about in the beginning? Nothing is the proof. Now, we, we can see now there was nothing. So he was lying or he was mistaken. But either way, that's why it's ridiculous for these so-called journalists to cite in an individual, not two sources like they used to pretend they always did, but one anonymous intelligence source, despite how often they are shown to be wrong. That's, the, that's a choice, guys. We're being played by this whole thing. Going forward, 1.48 p.m., November 15th. This is what honest reporting looked like. How refreshing, I said. As a serious report said, something happened in Poland. We have no idea. Neither does anyone else. We'll be back later, <laughs> right? Thank God there are actual people out there that care about the truth. That's what that's what every other outlet should have done or just not reported until they had facts. But they didn't. They always got to be the first one. Right. Going forward to November 15th, 221. White House requests 37 billion dollars for Ukraine. Isn't that interesting? What's happening here? Right. So the lie has been exposed by the very people funding the agenda. And then they just go, let's give them 40 billion dollars. Maybe there's a reason for that. Right. I mean, the whole FTX thing had collapsed, but the overall point is there are probably plenty more of those going on. Probably wasn't just one of them. But overall, it's interesting that at the time when they immediately start bumping heads with the narrative, they just ask for $40 billion on top of the trillions that have already gone. 
I find that pretty interesting. Okay, jumping to 238. Here is where Zelensky says, I just had a phone call with the Prime Minister of, of uh, the UK and the Prime Minister of Canada. Briefed on the new wave of Russian missiles terror. <laughs> right, so at a point when you just got caught lying and everyone's pointing it out, your shifting is to say, look, they're firing missiles. Yeah, it's a war, man. You're in a war and you started it. You're in a war where people are firing on each other. And to continually point out their actions as somehow terror is just childishly ridiculous. Right? I mean, I, I disagree with all of it. I don't want anybody to be... The, the point is that they're both in a war. And to say when they shoot, it's terror, but when you do, it's defense. That's Israeli government propaganda. That's garbage. Especially when you're the ones pushing the buttons and making this come to pass and murdering ethnic Russians. I mean, this is all provable stuff, guys. But he says, called for increased assistance to Ukraine in creating a missile shield. He's talking about what we just talked about, the the no-fly zone concept. I thanked both of them for the strong support. November 16th, 238. And you want to hear what they had to say? It's pretty embarrassing. Oh, before I show you that, this is weird, by the way. There's some weird stuff happening with Twitter. I'm going to get into it probably in the next show, but Babylon B got their account back and all this different stuff seems to happen. And He put out a tweet basically saying that we are going to suppress and censor negative content. Like if you're atta- saying bad things about somebody, well, guys, that's censorship. I don't care how you factor that in because, well, yeah, they shouldn't be attacked. They're censoring. They're suppressing content based on their subjective opinion. I don't care how you frame that. I'll talk about it more tomorrow. But that's what he said. It's his tweet. Maybe it'll change. We'll see. But interesting point, though, is we're seeing stuff like this. That's the same tweet. Now, I don't know why occasionally this one says tweet unavailable, but it's happening a lot to me in this specific conversation. Now, let me see if I refresh it if it comes up. Okay, did that time. But if you see, I, I was playing with this. I kept, I would duplicate it and come back and would say it wasn't there. Seems to be popping up now. But anyway, tell me if you guys have seen the same thing. Yeah, right there. Right? So we, there's, it's a weird, it's kind of intermittent and I don't really know why. That ultimately it just says not available. And then I, I keep thinking, oh, well, that means it's been deleted. I look for the Wayback Machine, but then you can refresh it sometimes and it pops up. And it's this tweet. Very strange. And by the way, when I tried to Wayback Machine it, it just said, job failed. I just, a lot of weirdness going on today. I don't really know what that means. Now, here's what they said, as Eva points out. Eva, I forget how to pronounce her last name. I did look it up, but the, the from the um, Norwegian countries. <laughs> this is the most cringe thing I've seen in a while. I think it was uh, Dutch, Denmark. I, I suppose it really is true that weak men create hard times. Absolutely. I mean, just watch these two school, school girls as they speak to Zelensky in the middle of what's going on, right? This is the, this, the post of the 17th. It's on the 16th. At a moment when... Zelensky's lying and everyone's going, you just got caught lying. They call him to go, we're on your side, bud. Like, like a bunch of schoolgirls. I mean, I'm not saying that to be insulting. Watch. Mr. Trudeau, Mr. Sunak, President Zelensky, please go ahead. You're online. Hello, Vladimir. It's Rishi and Justin. I really wanted you to hear from us as friends. We absolutely know how difficult yesterday was. It was horrific for you and your country. Yeah, it must be real tough to get caught making up entire lies and bombing a NATO country and then having nobody care about it. That must be tough. Or they're just referencing the back and forth that are happening. Like, oh, it's real tough for you to be bombed in a war while you're bombing them and it happens back and forth. But your side of it, oh, we feel for you, man. Like, what about this makes this is a show, right? This, this, is, this is garbage soap opera TV. And we have called it out in the session that we've just had uh, and on the media here this morning. And we made that point loud and clear uh, to, the, to everyone who was here that what your country had to live through yesterday was unacceptable. 
and represented yet more barbarity from the Russians. And by the way, I'm going to show you in a moment that Zelensky on the record made it clear that half of what's happening with the blackouts are planned and on his side. That's his quote. So they claim some of it's because Russia's bombing, but there's some of it that's because, you know, the Great Reset and climate change. I'm not even making this up. Not that it's climate change is the reason what he said, but they said that we're doing this. Now, why that's happening along with everybody else in the world claiming to do so for, you know, reasons for energy and climate change and everything else. And weirdly enough, while they're being attacked, and their infrastructure is being attacked. They claim he says he's doing some of that too. <laughs> you'll, you'll see in a minute. But the, I don't know what they're, what they're referencing is just this that during all of this, they're up. Uh, so we have, I know what you've been going through, like just this emotional plea. We stood united in condemning it. Rishi and I really wanted to, to reach out to reassure you, uh, to show you we're standing with you, uh, and to say we're going we're gonna, to uh, figure out this uh, step by step altogether. Thank you. Oh, great. Oh, good guy. Did you guys hear that? No worries. It's all done. Trudeau's going to figure it out one by step by step. End the whole war. We're going to, me and Rich are going to pan this out and we're going to decide how this is going to, I mean, what are you even talking about, man? That's meaningless nonsense. And you're really good at meaningless nonsense, but that's something special. Vladimir, talk to you soon. My God. My, yeah, that is cringe. I agree. I'm ridiculous. Okay. So the timeline going forward, this is Fox News. 3.57, so 2.57 Central Time, November 15th. Russian missiles crossing the NATO, killing, they met uh, into Poland, killing two, citing U.S. officials. So all sides of all the media parroted this nonsense. Now, oh, and by the way, oh, no, that was the same one. Okay, then we step into 3.14 p.m. November 15th. Ukraine Zelensky blames Russian missiles for deadly Poland explosion, okay? So he was adamantly pushing back on this which shows you very clearly when, when now his narrative has also changed to where he's not even kind of sure anymore. So he's lying, guys. They're caught. He's stressing what he wanted you to think, whether that's because they made a mistake or it was a planned false flag or who doesn't even matter. He's willfully trying to deceive people for whatever the reason is on his side. And this is who they're funding. And it's, that's just the tip of the iceberg. They did it. Kept pushing that idea. Here's another point. Zelensky accuses Russia of missile attack on NATO member Poland. Not that it was a wayward Russian used, Russian made missile, that Russia attacked Poland. Read it for yourself. That's what he's stressing even to this point. Or, you know, for the most part. Now, here's an interesting point. 3.35 p.m., same day, November 15th. This is a Ukraine government official. Russia now promotes a conspiracy theory that it was allegedly a missile of Ukraine's air defense. Yeah, that's the reality today, guys. More Ukrainian officials blatantly lying. And you know who's calling a conspiracy theorist too? Biden. NATO. Poland. Everybody's a conspiracy theorist, apparently, because the truth is conspiracy theory today. Or at least all of them know the, 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 the routine. We're supposed to call it conspiracy theory. That makes people doubt it, right? The new conspiracy theory that Russia's promoting, which has now been proven correct, is that a missile in Ukraine's air defense fell on Polish territory, which is not true. No one should buy Russia propaganda or amplify its messages. This lesson should have been learned since the downing of the MH17. Really, that's what they're citing. Not even to get into that complete lie another day. We've gone over that in the past, but my God, that's like saying, can't you tell they're doing it? Because can't look at Syria. Yeah, all those lies that they spun that we've broken down and proven, and even mainstream corporate outlets have been forced to say that it wasn't what happened. So now let's do it again. But false conspiracy theory, well, guess what? They're all spinning that same idea. Now, thank God we're, they're not all as 
outwardly bellicose, belligerent, and maniacal as someone like Sean Hannity because they would have already bombed Poland and we'd be in World War III. Because as Sean Hannity points out, or excuse me, bombed Russia, he said, on the 15th, guys, when nobody knew what was going on, this maniac speaks up and says, if I was Poland, I would immediately strike back Russian forces in Russia right now. You should have even heard, you should have heard his push radio and his show. This guy is a maniac. Apparently, they're just desperate to start World War III. That's actually what he said. And now that we can see that it's turned out for the first time in a long time that we've in real time seen the breakdown of the narrative. Look at what he said, guys. Please, if you follow him or watch the show, run. I mean, you listen to who you want to, guys, but realize how dangerous people like this are. Anybody in partisan talking point or partisan media, I, I, I argue is pretty similar. And that even goes for independent media, whether they know it or not. The partisan concept, partisan discussion, it breaks your logic. Now, 15th going forward. Now, Poland is going, whoa, Russian-made missile fell on our country. Kind of sidestepping it without really saying, see my point? Now, people may still read that and think, oh, Russia did it, without reading into the article. Now, what they're kind of saying is a little bit of sight. Well, it was an S-300. It could have been Russia. No, it couldn't, based on everything we can see. But the point is that they're just, now it's beginning to change. Now, there was one interesting part that I thought happened. This is on Stone the 15th that came up that no one seems to be talking about, at least that I can see in the main conversation. Corporate, I mean, I should say main, but, you know, the corporate conversation everyone's pointing at. Poland convenes meeting on national security. Polish media writes that Russian missiles flew into the country. Now, this was late, which is interesting. So that either means that this this outlet didn't, you know, reporting on old facts from earlier in the day, despite the fact that by the end of the day, they were already saying, as you can see, that this was Russian-made S-300s. Either way, there's a point in here that I think is interesting. And by the way, realize how that happens a lot these days, how quickly things escalate and change and the real-time flow of information. And you'll get outlets that will post something at the end of the day that's referencing some tweet they saw in the morning that's already changed. And they don't know that because they're just trying to make a point that they think aligns with what they're saying. Just question everything, guys. It's pretty easy. I mean, it's not easy, but it's, it's, a, it's an easy... You, the direction is simple. It's a hard thing to do. He did not specify why the Polish government decided to convene the meeting, but here's the point. This Radio Lubin wrote, and other people said the similar things, that the incident happened around 3.40 p.m. local time. And I was I forget what the, anyway, time's relevant, but I forgot to look that up. In a place where tractors and trucks come. According to the publication, one of the tractors drove into the scales and it suddenly exploded. Which, by the way, is kind of what that explosion doesn't, doesn't look like a big explosion. It looks like something like that. So what actually happened? Was it only this? Was this all a setup? Was Poland involved in some attempt, some false flag attempt that didn't even involve a rocket? Or rather, that would, but the point would be that we did see evidence of some kind of S-300 on the ground. Maybe that was done after. I don't know. Either way, this is an interesting kind of deviation from the, the only point that I saw that changes a little bit of whether that was even an S-300. And on top of that, somebody posted this. I can't confirm that this is actually what happened during this time frame, but they're simply saying, they're supposed saying for Polish tractor. So basically the Russians making a joke about that they know this was a Russian track. I don't know. Either way, interesting how that point hasn't come up again. Could be more illusion than we realize. Maybe the whole thing is part of some, I don't know. But going back to the point on the timeline. So as of the 16th in the morning, Russia denies attacking Kiev and denies involvement in the launch of the projectile that hit Poland. So they deny the whole thing on all of them. But you see my point? They deny attacking Kiev, but also that that it happened with Poland. I think there's a reason that's important. Because without the Kiev part of it, there's no possible way, even though that's the case regardless, that this was something other than a, U- a Ukrainian missile or S-300. 
<clears throat> now I think I'm just going to skip these parts. Just going over the, the overview here. Now, what I said as of the 16th, and this was early morning the 16th, I believe. Yeah, I wrote it right here. 5.51 a.m. is when they said Poland president now says it's very likely the missile blast was from the Ukraine air defense. Now, what's funny about that? I can show you right now at this point. They knew that. They knew that. They had the data. The information was there. They had the record. And they just want to very likely. Now, you love how they add the doubt on one side of the argument. But when they don't know anything, they go, Russia did it. <laughs> I mean, you can't miss how stupid that is. All right, this is it's a very clear effort to kind of, they just don't want it to be Ukraine that's at fault. And for some reason, somebody's pushing them to do I think it's the Washington, I think it's Washington. And I'll show you even this discussion, how they write, where we have to wait for Washington to tell us what to do as Poland, as a country, which is wild to me. It kind of shows you an insight into who's calling the shots. Either way, they didn't really want to admit it. So they said very likely, even though that's where they kind of left it. And we know it was Ukraine. An unfortunate accident. Now, how would you know that? See my point? Like, so now you're assuming it was an accident because you just don't want Ukraine to be seen that way. Could it have been a for? Of course. What if it was a rogue Russian person operating one of their systems and fired it? Like, the point that you just pretend it's an accident because that's easiest to say is childish. All of these things are just choice. There's the source link, by the way. And as I said, using Zelensky's claim that it was Russia, then them saying it's not. This is what it looks like when your false flag attempt blows up in your face. Don't forget the important little fact that Zelensky went on the record saying it was Russia behind this, yet now says it was an unfortunate accident. Now, he, even he kind of went back and forth on that. Now, going forward, Poland says an unfortunate accident. The Polish president confirms the explosion was not intentional attack. Again, how exactly they think they can say that is beyond me, but it says Poland's president said a missile blast that killed two people near its border with Ukraine appears to have been an unfortunate accident, not intentional. Kremlin spokesperson said several countries had made baseless statements about Russia's involvement without having any idea what happened. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. And now we're seeing that's true. We have witnessed yet another hysterical, frenzied, Russia-phobic reaction. Going forward, Zelensky, as of November 16th at 6.04 in the morning, tripled down terror he says is not limited to our national borders terror is not limited to our national borders he says in ukrainian russian missiles hit poland nato territory this is a russian missile attack on collective security oh so now you're just calling on nato even though you're not part of it a very significant escalation we must act he's literally calling for world war three I mean, this would be NATO's collective act. That would be initiating Article 5. Article 4 being the, the call to have the meeting to discuss that, and the point being Article 5 being collective defense. Like what happened during 9-11 or after 9-11. So while they know this, while he's being called out, while they've already admitted it wasn't even Russia, this is how he comes back to the table. You see my point, guys? This guy is, these people are, he's trying to make this the reality. Now, you could argue that he doesn't know that, but I just don't buy that. I think it's pretty obvious based on everything we can see that this is a game they're playing. Now, this is when they corrected the story, the 16th. In earlier versions, and by the way, I can't, I, when's the last time you saw this actually happen? There's something very interesting taking place here. And it maybe, I don't want to be overly optimistic, but maybe it's because we are having that large of an effect. Pushing them back more and more and more to the point where they can't just keep floating fake information because they will lose. Maybe this, I don't know. They are losing. I truly believe that. Correction. In earlier versions of the story, the Associated Press reported erroneously 
saying that about themselves. That's pretty wild. Based on information from a senior American intelligence official who spoke on a condition of anonymity. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That Russian missiles had crossed into Poland and killed two people. Maybe they were just so eager to get the story and they wanted it to be Russia. that they, This is the point. This is how this works. These are not people you should listen to. Or rather, take at face value. Or anybody for that matter. Subsequent reporting showed the missiles were Russian-made and almost likely and most likely fired from Ukraine. Yeah, so you're telling me at this point, even as they correct it, they can't just do basic logistics. They can't look at the information on the ground, what they know they do have, the the actual, I mean, everything they do have proves this was not Russian made, or rather Russian fired. But they just don't say it. Here is on the 16th, and I believe this one, I posted on 12-14, I think it was 11, close to 12 when, when this was posted. Now Russia ultimately responsible for Poland missile blast, whatever the final conclusion may be. Think about how crazy that is. Now, I'm like, let's let's just say that all the facts were on the table, and it was exactly what we've been saying, which is pretty clearly that to, seems like what happened. Well, then you may be able to say whatever these facts or what you know based on the findings. Even though Russia did, you know, Ukraine fired in defense, that it's ultimately Russia's fault because they were firing on Ukraine. Like, despite the fact that's a kind of a shit. A, bad, I must cuss there, a really bad argument, seeing as how I'll make the point in a second, that it just contradicts everything U.S. government does around the world. That's not even the reality, because as he says himself, whatever the final conclusion may be. So you're as a representative of the U.S. military standing up and saying, we don't know what happened, but regardless of what it ends up showing you, it was Russia's fault. That's actually what he's saying. How is that even possible? So just because Russia's involved in the war, that even if Ukraine just fired right at Poland, it was Russia's fault? That's what he just said. But that's not what they're wanting you to think. They're being, well, because Russia triggered this into it happening, and they were forced to defend themselves. But you haven't seen the final conclusion yet. My God, these people are ridiculous. What a sad sidestep, I said. So basically saying, so just ignore the fact that the entirety of Western media just willfully lied to you in unison. And ignore that, you, that Zelensky is right now still lying about it. Right now. Because it was Russia's fault, no matter what the facts say. <laughs> Hashtag freedom. My God. And as I said, on top of that, by this logic, the U.S. military or the Israeli military are responsible for every action and its fallout taken in response to their endless aggressions. Oh, but I forgot. They yell freedom while doing it so it doesn't apply. Carry on. I mean, these people are blatant hypoc hip hypocrites. It's, there's just no way around it. Now, going to the 17th. This is what we're beginning to see. Soviet-era anti-aircraft system that misfired on Poland. Well, where's that come from? I mean, I can't even believe this is the This is DW. This is a gigantic corporate outlet. They're not saying that could have. Maybe did. They're there's, this is coming from nowhere, guys. This is DW taking it upon themselves to just state the narrative without anything to back it up. Because right now, Zelensky's saying it's not even us. It wasn't us. It was Russia's missile. On the other side of the argument, they're saying, well, no, it wasn't misfired. They fired to stop a, a missile, and that ended up hitting Poland on accident. None of this is about a misfire. You see my point? And that's crazy that they would go this far. But this is what propaganda looks like. The misfired projectile that fell in Poland probably came from an S-300 defense system. So you don't even know if it came from an S-300 defense system, but you're going to claim you know it misfired? Work that one out for me, guys. Pathetic. <laughs> anyway, that's the gist of it. So, going forward, same day, Zelensky insists an explosion in Poland was not caused by missile from Ukraine. After NATO chief says it probably was. 
So you want to say probably, even though they can prove it, because it keeps this kind of ambiguous, because they know they're in a little bit of a pickle here. Kim.com points out on 2 a.m. in the morning on 17th, Zelensky still insists, I have no doubt it was our, our missile, it was not our missile strike. He embarrassed himself yesterday, Kim points out, by asking NATO for World War III until world leaders ruled out that it was Russia. Still, I gave you my points of what I think, but still don't know why that actually happened. I mean, they've lied wholeheartedly, whole cloth. About any number of things. Like, ask yourself why they didn't just say, oh, well, it was an S-300, so it was Russia doing that to blame it on, on Ukraine. Isn't that what they said would happen? Isn't that what Ned Price claimed would happen during this process? You know they would have taken that bait if they could even remotely sell it. They knew this would not fly. They knew we would see through it more than ever before. So they very quickly tried to put it to bed. Zelensky won't let them. Remember when Zelensky asked NATO for preemptive nuclear strikes against Russia? <laughs> I do. It's right here. Or rather... Yeah, I think it's that one. In any case, we'll get to it. Ukraine, and now this is November 17th, 2.45 a.m. Eastern, which is 1.45 Central. Ukraine refuses to accept it was behind Poland missile strike. Look at that. Look at CNBC just skipping to the other side. This is pretty pathetic. Now, ask yourself this, guys. So they parroted the first argument. Russia did it, right? Russia bombed Poland. They said so. Then it became, well, it was an accident, and we think it's this. Now... Within the matter of less than 48 hours, the same outlet says Ukraine, stupid Ukraine, refuses to accept that it was behind this, despite NATO already forgiving them. So my point is, ask yourself this. Why would you believe this one? Why do they know that's correct? The same thing is happening because they were told when they listened and they wrote it down. Just let that sink in for a minute. Think about how stupid that is that these people are still just going through the motions. They don't know anything other than what they were told by the same people that lied to them the first time. <laughs> Just go through. Yeah, let's keep trusting them tomorrow, though, right? What's the news story? News? As it says, Ukraine's President Zelensky says he has no doubt that Ukraine was not to blame for this. Like, just really going to town, trying to sell this to everybody. Even after NATO's already been like, it's okay, we know it was you and we forgive you. That's crazy. So here's Zelensky saying that on the record. I have no doubt. Well, it's, it's in uh, Ukrainian, I believe. Yeah. He always kind of sounds like he's drunk, doesn't he? Like, I'm not even trying to be insulting. Like, he just has a weird, he's probably because something's going on. He says, we don't have, we have, we don't, I have no doubt in the reports. Oh, yeah. This is actually pretty interesting. So the gist of it is that he's saying, I trust what the guy told me. That's really where this comes down to. Somebody, he, somebody is operating this, says, no, no, I was there. It didn't happen. And that's. He just says, yeah, I trust him. That's what happened. What if the guy sat on the button? I mean, I know that's not what happened. I'm making a joke. But what if What if it was an accident? And he just, it's not possible that he could be like, Zelensky, it didn't happen because I'm responsible? <laughs> My God. Yeah, it says, it says the reports from the commander on the Air Force, Commander-in-Chief, Zalzuni. I don't doubt that it was not our missile. What's up with this, like, triple negatives? This guy is just trying to be confusing. And not our missile strike. I have a reason not to trust. I have no reason not to trust him. I went through the war with him. That's the, That's it. Oh, great. So they're Nazis, too. So it's, it's all good. We trust each other. I'm being facetious. I'm just saying the point is, guys, that why don't we doubt that, too? People who want to believe them will just, just like the media. We don't want it to be their fault. So we'll take whatever we can and we'll sell it right back to everybody. Now, here is what happened on the 17th, and it's still going on. But th this is what they're trying to shift into, which I'll show you in a minute down here. Like, Russia's spy agency arrests hundreds of people. 
they're just they're just trying desperately to go to the next big story because they don't want to focus on how bad this looks to them for them what they just got caught doing russian strikes hits ukraine's odessa region city of uh dnipro in fresh attacks yeah the war continues right and it says Russian strikes hit Ukraine's southern Odessa region and the city, Dnipro, for the first time in weeks on Thursday morning. And air raid sirens sounded all across the country amid fears that Moscow unleashed another large-scale missile attack. An infrastructure target was hit in Odessa. And guess how we know that? Because a representative of the Ukraine government said, right there, on Telegram, no less. Great, good reporting. Did it happen? I don't know. I mean, we could show the point is we keep parroting people keep parroting what the Ukraine government says. I mean, this has got to be the most ridiculous of all time. Now, they do this all the time. But for how obvious this has been broken down, not just this one story, but all of the rest of the times they keep getting caught for saying this happened or going, oh, look at this strike that just happened here. And it turns out that was a strike on Lebanon. And we proved that in real time on the on ever social media. We showed the Lebanon bombing from years ago, and we showed that that was posted by a Ukrainian official saying, look at what just happened at Carson City or whatever they said it was. And yet it continues because they have lost this already, and they're just not going to give up like we keep telling you. But people aren't buying this because they've, they've lost control. They've warned about a threat of a massive missile barrage. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying this didn't happen. What I'm saying is it's amazing they can keep parroting what they're saying is happening just based off what the officials on the ground in Ukraine tell them is happening. After lying over and over and over. Multiple explosions were also reported in Dnipro where two infrastructure objects were damaged and all these things happened, blah, 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 according to a Ukrainian official. Air defense systems were operating. It just that that's everywhere you look, guys. That's the reality of these stories over here. Russia has increasing has increasingly resorted to targeting Ukraine's power grid as winter approaches and as its battlefield losses mount. <laughs> you just got to love that. Right. They're losing. Don't you know? You know, what's even funny. I just saw a report coming from the U.S. U.S. government about how they're running out of ammunition, even though that was what they tried to blame on Russia, which kept not happening. Funny how that works out. Accuse them of that, which you are guilty. Classic propaganda. But the point is. Resorted the power grid. Well, that's that's again, I'm not I don't agree with any of this. I want it all to stop. But are we going to pretend like that's not what the U.S. has done all around the world? They bragged about it in Venezuela. As I think Steve pointed out in the last show, but yet it's bad when they do it. Hypocrites. Now here is coming to the still on the 17th, but the end or middle of the day, it's about noon. The point is that Biden is saying that's not the evidence. So Zelensky, I mean, again, this is even further than Biden going kind of not doesn't look like it was Russia. He came even further and said, no, what you're saying, Zelensky, is not evidence. You're saying what you think. You're goddamn right. That's what's happening. I can't believe they actually pointed it out and how often that is always what's happening. Always. So what's interesting is why now, not the one before it, not the one right now that's happening, but this one, why do they suddenly go, wait, 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 your narrative doesn't count as evidence, but the next story, go ahead. Now you can do it again. Ned Price said, so that's evidence, right? That's what they said. The government said, when we say it, that makes it evidence. That makes it, that is the evidence. So this is not normal, guys. This is outside the normal for what they do. They do not step up and challenge their own players' statements. So what's going on? What changed? Is it really that obvious with FTX and everything else that they're like, whoa, hold on, and Zelensky is really pushing their hand? It's possible. Biden appeared to break with Zelensky Thursday, sticking by the claim that fatal explosions that killed two in Poland were caused by Ukrainian missiles. I think that was it in here. So going forward, 
I wanted to break this down just really quickly on the, this is really interesting. This is the Guardian showing you the escalation of the statements. I found this to be really interesting. Again, why I don't know why this would be so clearly posted. The U.S. has not seen anything to contradict Poland's missile findings. Zelensky, no doubt missile struck Poland was not Ukrainian. Next, Poland cannot rule out missile strike was intentional provocation. That was when they were still pointing at Russia, right? Summary of the day, it says, uh, the, uh, NATO says, Russia bears responsibility. No indications Russia planned any military actions. Poland strike likely caused by Ukraine. Missile strike in Poland, probably an unfortunate accident by Ukraine. Russia claims missile that struck Poland was Ukrainian amid reports. Russia's defense ministry claims it was a deliberate provocation. Records identified as Ukrainian S-300. How does that make sense? Oh, Russia saying that, right? Then it says, then Sunak, Putin's war continues to devastate global economy. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. Russia's turned eastern part. Oh, we just went forward. It's almost like we stopped once we got to the fact that it was pointing towards Ukraine. Oh, it's over. It's over. No more investigation. It's all done. It was them. It's over. But guess what, though? Zelensky's not letting it go. But how obvious is that? That's pathetic. But again, Zelensky is driving it forward. And we'll come to, to 18th in a second. And showing you what they're actually... Oh, actually, no, I think this is the 18th. No, 17th, one more, and then we'll go to the 18th. And we'll show you what they're saying today, which Zelensky is pushing even further. Think about how crazy that is when they're already... They're on the new stories already. And he's doubling, tripling down on the original lie that's already been proven to be false. This is a person who can't see what he's doing. And my opinion is a person who believes that he will win out on this. If like, that's what's happening, this is my opinion. But on the 17th still... Israel, this is where it gets to the Israel part of this. So this is the same. This is on the 17th, yesterday. While all this is happening, Israel caves into U.S. pressure over Ukraine, according to Horetz. Kiev has reportedly received mysterious strategic materials. And this does include Poland. The U.S. government pushed Israel into a one-time deal. So U.S. government making this happen to provide Ukraine with mysterious strategic materials several weeks ago. Before this happens. Interesting. Israel's newspaper Haaretz revealed this on Thursday. It was yesterday. Tel Aviv reportedly wants the details of this arrangement kept under wraps. They claim to avoid irking Moscow, which is interesting because they're playing both sides. Citing three senior European diplomatic officials, which is always right there. It could be entirely fake. Because that's the kind of garbage we get from corporate media. Flipping coin, right? Except we post the source material that we always talk about, and it's always the case. We can, we can be wrong. Anybody can be wrong. You know, corporate media is wrong almost most of the time these days. But the point is, we we post the source material so you can look for yourself. But we don't cite unknown people or give you our opinion as fact. They do every day. Haaretz reported that Washington approached the Israeli government. The U.S. government went to the Israeli government weeks ago, pressing it to supply Ukraine with anti-aircraft batteries. Isn't that interesting timing? The exact kind of anti-aircraft batteries we're talking about? While Israel refused, it instead agreed to fund strategic materials instead. Hey, this is on RT, but this is not, you know, just, I even hate to have to say that. You're like, oh, it's RT. I'm just going to not talk. I'm going to re reflexively dismiss it. You could, this is, this is a public story. It's on Haaretz. The rate, it's all there. Uh, Israeli media making the same point. Several million dollars were transferred to a, quote, NATO member state that is deeply involved in supplying military equipment into Ukraine. There's only a few of them, by the way, Poland being the most prominent at this point. And, you know, right around the area we're talking about, this state then purchased the materials and sent them to Ukraine. Right in there, by the way, you could argue there could be money laundering going on. Haaretz's sources demanded that the nature of these materials be kept a secret. 
while Tel Aviv asked all parties involved in the deal not to publicly reveal it. So the, the Israeli government and the sources themselves were like, do not tell people what this is. Very interesting. The Haaretz report did not name the NATO member involved in the deal. However, it resembles an earlier gray market deal involving Poland. So we don't know for sure, but it seems most likely that this is what we're talking about based on all the facts. Interesting timing before this starts. Now, could it have been something that was incentivizing Poland to do what just happened? Ask the questions, guys. It's not un... You're allowed to always ask questions. The fact that they're like, that's conspiracy theory. That's people scaring you away from asking hard questions. The Haaretz report did not name them. Yeah, resembles Poland. Back in September, Hebrew news site Zaman Yisrael reported that at least one Israeli defense contractor was shipping anti-drone systems to Poland, with Warsaw then sending them on to Ukraine. Well, there you go. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has repeatedly called on Israel to supply his country with weapons, including the Iron Dome air defense system, you know, that the U.S. government pays for and built. Israel, which depends on diplomatic relations with Moscow to fly its warplanes in Russia-controlled Syrian airspace, has officially refused and has not sent defensive gear, has only sent defensive gear like helmets and body armor. So explain that to me. Why would Israel refuse now? seeing as how they've already been funding these groups for a long time. I'll show you that again next. It says, however, Ukrainian officials told the New York Times last month that Israel was providing intelligence support to its military. Oops. And that an Israeli firm was in fact sending satellite imagery of Russian troops positions to Kiev. Look at that. I mean, they're murdering people on the ground for doing that. Ukrainian people or troops are murdering civilians for even just the allegation they could have helped Russia. Ukraine Defense Ministry uh, then denied this in an interview with Haaretz before asserting that, quote, Israel will be ashamed it didn't stand with us. Interesting. The point is, what are these strategic materials? Are we talking biomaterials? I mean, that's why would they be secret? There's really only one way to look at this, guys. There's something being sent that they don't want you to know about which means there's something kind of suspicious going on. If there were weapons, they would just say that. I mean, if we're talking about not irking Russia, it's already on the table. Everybody can see this. As we just wrote, it's pretty clear that it was publicly discussed. So Russia knows that. So this is not about irking Russia, in my opinion. This is, in my opinion, if I'm guessing into this, they're sending materials there for some kind of an end. And if they're revealed, well, that would destroy the end. That's my opinion. You tell me what you think. And just so it's clear... And again, if you want to go back and watch yesterday, the day before yesterday's show, and I go as a whole segment at the end where we break down the vanilla ISIS psyop and how this works. That's why I played that clip in the beginning again. And this is the point, is they've been funding these people from the beginning. Rights groups demand Israel stop arming neo-Nazis in Ukraine. You know, the same thing they tried to argue weren't those when this first started. This is 2018. A group of more than 40 human rights activists have filed a petition with the High Court of Justice. This is in Israel. Predominantly Jewish people we're talking about here, demanding the secession of Israeli arms exports to Ukraine. They argue that these weapons serve forces that openly espouse a neo-Nazi ideology, because they do, and cite evidence that the right-wing Azov militia battalion movement, whose members are part of Ukraine's armed forces, their National Guard, their media, their police force, everything, are supported by the country's Ministry of Eternal Affairs, are using these weapons. And that's why they stopped. Okay, he's now rectified that with what's happening today. So you're, they're not Nazis now, but you stopped giving them weapons because your people said they were Nazis, and you stopped because they were? But now you're not, or you're kind of, you're, well, we'll give you helmets and body armor. Like you can't, you cannot, 
overlap what was being said previous to now without seeing how stupid this all is. These people are just like the moderate rebels in Syria. They're bad. They're bad people with disgusting ideology that want to hurt people because they don't like what they look like. That's what they, while those same people funding them and even those people on the ground are supposed to be building our equitable, sustainable future. Don't forget, Ukraine's government is the number one country, the first one to institute all of the Great Reset agendas. That's already been stated. They're already rolling out digital IDs. It's all happening because it's all sustainable and equitable and non-racist, right? My God, this is ridiculous. Which brings us to today. This is actually what's being written by the sun. Get this. Evil Putin. Oh, let's. there's no subjective reporting here. No opinions being spread by the corporate journalists. No, he's just actually evil. Don't you know that? Evil Putin leaves 10 million without power as Kremlin-backed Wagner kills uh, killers unleash barbaric weapons. This has got to be, and I know the sun is on the lower spectrum of the propaganda tabloid level, like the Daily Mail kind of stuff. But my God, this is bad. And I'll watch this. And this is this gets even more ridiculous. One, because of the weapons they're talking about aren't even illegal, by the way. The point here, and whether or not you think they should be, they're not. But we'll show you, and I think it's this one, or it's the next one, where Zelensky admits that he's turning off some of these things himself. Footage recorded in the Bakhmut area of Donetsk Oblast, the Donetsk Oblast in the Donbass region appears to show the use of thermobaric weapons by Putin-backed Wagner assassins. <laughs> That's child ridiculous for me. As fire explosions can be seen. Oh, so there's an explosion, so it must be what we think it is. Or it could be anything else that caused an explosion. I mean, I just I mean, there could be more to that, but they don't link to it. So the point is they're just going, whoa, fire explosion. So therefore, what we think it is. Great journalism. Could be a lot of other things that explode, too. It comes as 10 million Ukrainians have left without electricity, according to Vladimir Zelensky. Oh, this is right here. During this, his nightly address, the president said, quote, there are emergency shutdowns in addition to planned stabilization ones. Planned. First of all, emergency shutdowns are not targeted ex- exploding of infrastructure, taking down the power grid. Now, I'm sure that's probably happening, seeing as how I believe Russia's, at least, I mean, again, get back to me on that information, whether they're openly saying they did. Regardless, it could be happening. And Zelensky says, we're choosing emergency shutdowns, shutdowns, and in addition, we have planned shutdowns from before this. So how much of this is them shutting stuff down, and how much is not? I mean, my God, this is ridiculous, and they even report that, and yet just blame evil Putin leaves 10 million? Maybe five, maybe two, maybe none. He just said some of it, maybe all of it, maybe half of it is their plan shutdowns. So you can't say he leaves 10 million. I mean, my God, it's just it's just choice to be ridiculous about this. Now, I don't think I highlight anything else. The point was the the the, the weapons they're claiming. You can read, in the, read the whole article. Killers unleash barbaric weapons. Well, you know who uses barbaric weapons that are, are in fact currently illegal? The Israeli government, the U.S. government, the U.K. government, Saudi government, all of them use cluster bombs they use white phosphorus israel government israel's government uses all sorts of chemicals in their tear gas and other things that are that are not allowed the very least let alone tear gas in general on civilians they do all the time which is a war crime all of these things are literally written down as illegal and they do it all the time here's the ones they're pointing at thermobaric weapons a thermobaric weapon is also called an aerosol bomb a vacuum bomb or a fuel air explosive now i'm not promoting any of this stuff i don't want any of this stuff to be used but guess what at the bottom international law does not prohibit the use of these weapons oh cool okay so what are we talking about 
All right. International law does not prohibit the use of thermobaric weapon munitions, fuel or explosive devices, or vacuum bombs against military, military targets. Okay. So just like they always say to us, vote for it then, right? If you want to make it illegal, then make it illegal. But until then, you can't. Okay. Yes, logic only applies one way. I'm not saying I support these things. What I'm saying is, how can they make it out to be barbaric and terrorist activity when they're using things that are allowed to be used in war? It's like saying he fired a gun. Look at them doing exactly what they're doing anyway. Terrorism in a war. Their use against civilian populations or infrastructure may be banned. That's the point there. Just like we talk about with tear gas, they do it all the time. And that's why it's illegal and they don't care. White phosphorus, I've caught, we've caught them numerous times using white phosphorus in Palestine, in Syria, in Yemen. We've caught them all over the place. And, and while they're civilians right there in the middle of the day where they don't need to light up an area, they're lying. But yet this is a problem because they don't like it. It's pretty simple. How a missile crisis in Poland today the reports from today almost dragged NATO into Russia's war with Ukraine. Right, Russia's war with Ukraine. A wayward rocket, a wayward rocket. That's how it starts. Guess what they don't do, though? Really define what that means or who shot it or why. Can you believe that? I mean, I almost can't believe that. So the whole point is we're trying to obfuscate and muddy the water about what really went down and just kind of go, womp, womp, something happened, mistake, we all move forward. Somebody shot something and it accidentally landed over there. So, oh, whatever. But Russia's fault, though, because they're bad and they did. They started it. Like, I'm being facetious, but that's actually the narrative right now. A wayward rocket crossed the border between Ukraine and Poland at approximately 3.40 p.m. on Tuesday, striking a grain silo. Again, striking a food source, shutting down energy. Let's not miss the overlap with the Great Reset, which is everywhere, into a Polish village and killing two people. Okay, where's the part where you say that it was a Ukrainian missile? I guess I'm missing that part. It's not in these paragraphs here. Fortunately, cooler heads prevailed, and following a swift investigation by Polish intelligence officials, it became clear, for once, Kremlin denials of responsibility were likely to be accurate. Poland said the missile, although Russian-made, had actually been a Soviet-era relic from Ukraine's arsenal that had been fired in an attempt to bring down one of the aggressor's projectiles targeting Lviv. Now, well, that's interesting, by the way. Targeting Lviv. Live, leave, I forget how they say that, which is interesting because other people are talking about Kiev. Regardless, that's the point that's completely up in the air. But they don't, this, as much as this is clear when you know what's going on, that obviously that Ukraine fired this, this, they don't make that clear, in my opinion, there. You could still walk away thinking that this was a Russian missile. If you know, if you want to, I would argue the news of the fatal strike in Poland was first broke on Tuesday evening, around two hours after it took place with the Associated Press. And that's my point about the newswire, the propaganda pipeline citing an unnamed u.s official in its reporting that's where this started and this was where people lied and before that by the way is where it seems people were pushing back already it says ukraine's president however <clears throat> insisted he was in no doubt that moscow was to blame and still is at this moment he commented russian missiles hit poland the longer russia feels impunity the more threats they will be there there will be to anyone within reach of Russian missiles. You see how clear it is that he wanted this to happen, how he's at least using this to his benefit. There's no missing what this is, and they know that. They know we see this. To fire missiles at NATO territory. This is a Russian missile attack on collective security. He's citing Article 5. This is a very significant escalation. We must act. That's what Kim.com was pointing out. He was literally calling for action against Russia. That's, that's World War III territory, based on something he knows is a lie. 
Mr. Zelensky's advisor claimed that the strike was not an accident, but instead a deliberately planned hello from Russian forces. Think about how obviously that's not what happened. Quote, it happens when evil goes unpunished, they said. That's, you know, dance over here. Evil Putin. There's obvious overlaps to all of this, guys. When evil goes unpunished and politicians engage in pacification of the aggressor. Oh, oh, so you see what he's saying? When you deal with them, this is what happens. So they want peace, though, right? Zelensky just said he wants peace. Obviously not. If their simple point is that whenever you even deal with them, this is what happens. Let's pretend like that overlaps with them wanting peace, right? Or having some kind of negotiation. What he just said there is when you pacify the aggressor, when you try to soften this, when you try to de-escalate the situation, that's not what they want. It says he added that Moscow had disguised whatever happened as a mistake. They're trying to take the current narrative, but they're not saying it was a Russia mistake. They're saying it was your mistake. And now Russia says it was an accident. That would imply they fired it. You see how clearly they're trying to force this in. As was to be expected, Russia's defense ministry responded to this, as was to be expected. You see that that is to start as if they're lying. As like usual, they stepped in and said it didn't happen. Well, at this point, you you corporate journalists are already aware it didn't happen. But you still can't stop framing it as if they're always lying. You see my point? You can't miss this. I don't even think they realize they're doing it. As was to be expected, Russia's defense minister responded to this by emphatically denying firing the missile, insisting instead that the story had been fabricated. Dot, dot, dot. And that's what we've proven today. Nope, nothing. Nope. No. Yep, they were right. And we knew that. And we lied about it. Nope, nothing. Just skip right past it. That's cowardice right there. Towing a line. Asked by a reporter about whether he personally believed the Kremlin's forces had fired the deadly rocket, Biden answered, I don't want to say that until we've completed the investigative. That's very strange to me. Somebody coached him on making sure he did not. Every other time in history, they go, yes, it looks like Russia most likely did this. Or based on what we know before, it seems likely Russia could have. Even when they don't know, you know they do this. So why did this change? I'm very fascinated by this. But it is unlikely in the lines of the the trajectory that it was fired from Russia. But we'll see. But we'll see. Yeah, mathematically, it's impossible. But we'll find out when we go forward. (laughs) This is stupid. We knew this too, right? We looked at it. So did anybody with a brain. Back in Europe, President Duda modified his remarks of the previous evening after being briefed on the latest intelligence and said, from the information that we and our allies have, it was an S-300 rocket made in the Soviet Union, an old rocket that we know they've shipped into Ukraine. And there is no, that I added that, and there is no evidence that it was launched by the Russian side. It is highly probable this was fired by the Ukrainian side. They, they, that's where they'll leave it. Even though what they're discussing and everything they're laying out is not evidence, it's proof. It's proof. Let me be clear. This is Mr. Stoltenberg says NATO. This is not Ukraine's fault. Russia bears ultimate responsibility as it continues this illegal war against Ukraine. <laughs> so fine. So the, the same point I made about the other point, if that's the case, which generally speaking, I would agree with that. Right. I mean, there's more to the stories. Why I say generally speaking, that's not exactly what's happening. But if that's the case. OK, so then that means every single thing that happens in Syria is U.S. government's fault. Everything because they're in a legal war and ma- ma- the the UN still maintains that it's an illegal occupation. Okay, then everything happening in against Palestinians are all these really fault. It is a lot of this is the reality, right? Everything happening in Afghanistan. It's the same point. If they're illegally in a war based on NATO statement, then that makes it their fault. Well, there you go. But that won't be applied and you damn well know it. But one person who insisted he was not convinced was, of course, Zelensky, who said with defiance, I have no doubt that it was not our missile. 
See, that's all he has. That's it. Senior official, a Ukrainian defense official, Oleg Danilov, meanwhile, claimed Kiev had evidence of a Russian trace in the incident without giving any details. That's like saying they're rushing, they're raping children until to show us evidence. Oh, we don't have any. You're fired. That happens over and over and over. This is just trying to muddy the waters. Now, if they had evidence, that would be already presented. Mr. Zelensky called for Ukrainian officials to be allowed to join the investigation at the crash site. Great. Let's let's start over another, you know, uh, Duma situation, right? Let's let the culprits into this crash site and see what they can find out. We investigated ourselves. We found ourselves not guilty. A condition Poland said would also require the approval of Washington before granting. Why is that? Think about this, guys. That's important. Why in the world would a Ukrainian missile or a Russian missile that landed in Poland have anything to do with what Washington allows? Really think about that. There's a lot of reasons I could think of. This is Poland on the record speaking to the international media saying we can't approve that until Washington says we can. So that other means this is obviously a bigger thing going on than we realize and that the U.S. government is pulling the strings here or that in general, in any case, Poland has to wait for Washington's okay to do anything. Either one is possible. That's pretty interesting to me. That reveals the network that we don't get to see often. Mr. Zelensky called for Ukraine officials to be allowed. Let's see what happens. That had still yet to take place by Thursday, which is yesterday, leaving Zelensky to complain. So apparently they're like, shut up, Zelensky. Like, there'd be more leaning into what he's saying if they wanted him to be speaking. I think he's pissing people off, just my gut. Leaving Mr. Zelensky to complain, quote, I don't know what happened. We don't know for sure. Well, wait a minute. Well, that's, so, see, he's walking it back. Just 30 seconds ago, he was absolutely certain in the, in the same article. It says it right up here. Now, on the 18th, I don't know what happened. We don't know for sure. The world does not know, but I'm sure that it was a Russian missile. That guy's an idiot, guys. I get, I just, that's stupid. He either doesn't know what he's saying or he's, un, he's too coked up to realize. I'm sure that we fired in air defense systems. Okay, I don't know what happened. Neither do you. We don't know for sure, but I'm sure it was a Russian missile. A Russian missile. That needs to be made fun of. I can't even believe that they, they should have been like, can you say it again? Like what you just said is literally contradictory. Maybe that's the point. But that's, that's worthy of ridicule. That's stupid. And this is a guy who is leading foreign policy right now. Or at least he was until they pushed back on him. I am sure that we fired from air defense systems. Okay, well, that, you're basically saying it could have been us now. This, he just got a talking to is what it seems like. Well, let's see what he's saying today or further today. But he says his argument has since been dismissed by Mr. Biden, who reminded him. That's not the evidence. Wow, that's an interesting statement. We saw it a moment ago. To say that in the face of, he go, you're not saying evidence, Zelensky, you're saying opinion. Yep, just like they always do, except this time they decided to call it what it was. Now, this is today, 5.22 p.m., October, November 18th. It says, a Polish investigation into the missile that fell on the farming village it killed two has been found no evidence rushes behind the incident. But rather, evidence that ukraine did like but that's how that reads right and that's what happened they found evidence that's very clear that was ukraine's missile president Zelensky denies this and wants to see the evidence now this guy's all over the place man he's literally from moment to moment all over the place now here's where this finishes guys this is today u.s warns allies over poland missile incident this is the correction you're seeing they the propaganda multiplier and everything that happened was just completely exposed in daylight 
and they are trying to pull this back. This is the U.S. government now going, everybody shut up. Stop saying things and acting like that's because we're, you know, don't say things unless you can prove them. Well, that's never the case. Is anybody confused about that? You go. You can go back to two days ago. You can go back to a month ago. You can go back to a year ago. And it is every, everything they do is subjective. So-and-so says, U.S. officials claim, Russia says, Ukraine, everything is parroting what people say with no due diligence and no evidence. Or if the U.S. government speaks up, they report that too. And half the time it turns out to be nothing, as even they've admitted, well, it's a propaganda game with Russia, whatever. So why suddenly does it matter so deeply that they have evidence because there's something important happening right now? This whole story is important. This is this happening is challenging the entire con- the control of the narrative. So they're just like, stop. But I don't think it's happening. I think Zelensky's continuing. Amid increasing tensions in Eastern Europe, U.S. officials have reportedly called on their allies to show restraint when commenting on the week's deadly missile blast. Yeah, stop saying Russia like we usually do and just pretend like we're objective today. That's according to a news outlet, Politico, which added the same message have been forwarded to the Ukrainian government. They're literally going, stop speaking. Stop speaking about this because you don't have evidence. (laughs) But they are anyway. Don't miss what that shows you. Lie, 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 lie. Three Western officials interviewed by the outlet said that over the last couple of days, the Americans have asked their European colleagues and Zelensky to be careful when speaking about what caused the blast. That could mean more than one thing, by the way. Don't let something else slip. They also reportedly made a series of urgent phone calls in which they requested that their NATO allies not make any definitive statements until an investigation is carried out. Yeah, you know, like it always should be. Like, think about how telling it is that they have to call them to say, don't claim you know what's happening before we know what's happening. That's pretty much saying, stop lying. Don't lie anymore, at least not for now. We can't, I just, I I know I keep saying it. We are getting a glimpse into the back room. This is really interesting and obvious. If you have to call them to say don't speak before you have any evidence, then that means they always usually speak with no evidence. Very clear. While Western officials have said that the blast was probably caused by a Ukrainian missile, Kiev insisted it was Russian in origin. You see, even they're kind of walking back. Well, later they can be like, well, we just meant that they made it. According to Politico, these statements, quote, illustrate one of the first major divergences in opinion is what it is, between Washington and Kiev since the start of Russia's military campaign in the neighboring state in late February. Right, because up until now, they've agreed on how to lie. U.S. officials are trying to downplay this rift, but new fissures between Washington and Kiev may emerge as the conflict drags on. This is getting really interesting. According And, and, and alarming, too, because if this gets out of hand, like their handlers lose control, these people are dangerous. According to Heather, and they've armed them to the teeth, guys. They have access to all sorts of things, biological labs. I mean, this gets really alarming. It already is. A former State Department official said, the confu- according to her, the confusion, in quotes, surrounding the Poland missile incident was a really important test run for the U.S., NATO, and Ukraine. I quote, I think we all learned a pretty valuable lesson in that you cannot say something right off the bat until you understand what it is, because the stakes are so high right now. Okay, so as always, take from, take, let's break it down. So based on what she said, just by sentence structure works, if the stakes weren't so high right now, well, then it's okay to say something when you don't know what's going on. Now, maybe she didn't mean that, but that's what her sentence says in reverse, right? I think we learned a pretty valuable lesson. She says that you cannot say something right off the bat until you understand what it is because the stakes are so high right now. So when they're not, then you can. Simple. 
I don't think they even realize they're doing this. They're, the reality is they always speak off the cuff about what the narrative is supposed to be. Always. We know that. Even they know that. Even their watchers know that. Following the Tuesday blast, Zelensky pinned the blame on Russia, calling the incident a very serious escalation, describing it as an attack on NATO, demanding a response. Later, however, he toned down his claims, admitting that we don't know 100%. That's pathetic. The Russian defense ministry, after, pathetic after calling for action and then going, we don't know, though. The Russian defense ministry denied any involvement in the incident, saying its military experts had analyzed the photos from the scene and identified the debris as part of an S-300 air defense system used by Ukraine, which, by the way, we did, too. Sitting here in our best, in, in, working on our laptop, breaking this stuff down, not by absolute fact, but by what the information suggests and shows. And that's what we reported to you. And that's exactly what came out. That's, I mean, almost to a T, what Steve and I went over and discussed is what happened. So either we're that far ahead of the corporate media or they're just willing to ignore things until they're told to look at them. Support your independent media, guys. Now, here is where this is today. After all of that, this hasn't even... you. And Zelensky is literally still trying to say this was Russia right now, and they're just like, la, 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 look over there, Nord Stream and Iran, and North Korea just threatened something. That's, that's what's happening right now. North Stream leaks an act of sabotage as traces of explosives found at pipelines. Oh, that's not right. I mean, which is interesting, by the way. Now, here's here's what would blow my mind is if this went as far as to say this was Ukraine or that UK was involved. I don't even know what I would think was happening then. If they're literally just like proof, the U.S. did this. I'd be like, what? Like, I don't really know. But what's interesting to me is this may just be a little release valve. Like, let's let's open the story of Nord Stream and say, yeah, it was sabotage. So we stop paying attention to how catastrophic our lie just got shown. I'm, this is just my opinion, but this is literally let's actually let me do the up to date as of right this moment and see where it's at now, because this is like that live running update. Yeah. So it's still right there as of right now. Now, at first I was like, is this an old page? Like, is this really from like a long time ago? But no, I mean, if like if you scroll down, you'll, you'll see it's right. Poland refuses to grant road. That's that's not the right one. What happened in Ukraine on Friday? It's right here. Two men killed in Polish missile strike. <laughs> I mean, this is all the way down here. They'll be buried this week. So just to place it in a timeline. So this this has to have been passed. So the bottom line is this is current. This is their up-to-date post on the live updating breakdown of Ukraine war latest. And the focal point right now is the Nord Stream discussion. And nowhere even briefly in here is they're talking about how, oh, oops, we're wrong. It was Russia. It was not Russia. It was Ukraine. Nothing. They just have quickly dropped it and sprinted in the other direction. They don't care about the truth, guys. Focusing back on Kherson City, oh, the atrocities, here's what's happening there, look what they're doing or what they did. Nothing can be proven. It's all coming from outside information from Ukraine people on the ground after they've had access to the site for a while, just like with Bucha. It's the same damn thing over and over. And this is after this, it says hundreds in Kherson went missing during the Russian occupation, a U.S. report. So the U.S. is reporting about this right now while they're still trying to suss out what's happening there. This is a distraction. Hundreds of people were detained and went missing in the southern Kherson region while it was under Russian occupation, apparently according to some researchers in Yale. Okay, where'd they get their information? Wait for it. Can you guess? In a statement in the wake of the report, the Biden administration said Russia must halt these operations and withdraw its forces to end the needless war that it cannot win or will not win. (laughs) Really? No matter how despicable in this, basically, back up, Russia, because you're going to lose, and we know it. I mean, this, who's listening to that? They don't believe that. That's not what's happening. The people now don't trust. You guys can see you're lying. Like, this is just keeping the narrative going. 
The report documents the detentions of disappearances of 226 people in Kherson, right? God forbid we do a report on all the people that have continued to be bombed and attacked and murdered and tied to lampposts and beat up and tortured and raped, which all on video, all proven by independent journalists, all, all shown. And even have people from Ukraine's government on the record laughing, pointing at it, saying this is what we're going to do, saying we're going to exterminate people in Donbass. Yeah, but it's all fake news. We don't care about any of that. But we're going to do, we're going to take a report that's based on statements from Ukrainian officials and then let Yale talk about it and break down that as if that's the full picture and then not really reveal that for the report. So all you think is Yale did the due diligence when really what they did is went through limited information and presented it as the full picture. And that's it. And there it's Torah. People were tortured and hurt. And if you go back before this, all the reports about what the Ukrainian government were doing were exactly like this. Tortured, raped, beaten up. All the, but then it just gets disappeared because we don't talk about it anymore. Now, I'm no way am I saying that Russian troops are not capable of this. You know I've said that they are in any war. Troops are people. They do what they want to do half the time when in war situations because they know usually it's unaccountable. So anything like this is possible, but the, the bulk of it has been very clearly seen on one side. It's pr- proven on one side. And the narrative on the other. Now, they say a quarter of those people were tortured, five of whom who died. So we're supposed to pretend that they took 226 people and let 221 go? Well, how does that make sense? If these were terrible atrocities and they were doing this to what? Hurt Ukrainian people, but they only killed five? I mean, really think about that for a second. Like, this just just makes no sense. It comes after a week after Moscow began withdrawing troops. A week. A week has passed, and then suddenly they go, look at all the things we found. The Humanitarian Research Lab at the Yale School of Public Health is a partner in a State Department-funded program. Okay, well, let's pretend like that's not an obvious problem. Called the Conflict Observatory. They launched in May to analyze specifically Russian war crimes in Ukraine. Who cares about Ukraine war crimes in Ukraine? We only care about what we Russia war crimes in this location. So they are looking for one thing. So I wonder if they're going to choose to find them. Russia denies its troops target civilians or are committed atrocities like anyone would. Any of the governments would, even if they did. Nathaniel Raymond, the lab's executive director, said the report corroborates warnings from the U.S. ahead of the conflict of Russia and their use of capture and kill lists against civilians. So all this is is reports on on coming from State Department information saying that now I have no doubt that governments all have this, but realize what we know as a matter of fact is happening. I think it's the the Muscovites. Or the, no, that's the, the term. It's that there's that website that Eva Bartlett and is on that Patrick Lancaster is on that people like. I mean, high level people. I think Tucker Carlson is on that list. I'm probably on that list. The point is that they have a list of people who have later then turned up to be killed, and they also point to that list as their reference. From the because they're unabashedly doing this. They're on the media in Ukraine saying we're going to kill civilians who help Russia and we're going to assassinate that blogger who ends up dead. They're openly talking about this. That's how wild this is. The point is they say Russia's got that list while ignoring the open, publicized, and documented list they're currently running with of capture and kill right now in Ukraine. And I'm talking about Ukrainian military. But it goes on to say the report found that most of the 226 were detained by Russia's military or the, the FSB the domestic Russian security service that sent officers into the regions of Ukraine, which Moscow overran. The report cited multiple sources who said the Russian security forces had lists of names and target individuals and license plates numbers, as well as other information. Who do you think those sources were? We're talking about people in Ukraine on the ground. And you can read it, read more of it yourself. The point is you can go to the actual link. And the reality being is these are Ukraine sources. So Yale is simply looking at one side of the story 
and taking what their sources on the ground say they saw happen. It's not like Yale is literally documenting war crimes. And then the whole thing is funded by the State Department. <laughs> There's a thousand reasons to question this. No, you, it doesn't mean it's false. I don't know, because I'm honest enough to tell you that. But what I can tell you is none of this is proven, in my opinion. It is third-hand information being presented by people funded by the State Department. That's pretty silly. And it says, the war in Ukraine is showing no signs of slowing. Oh, let's see. Oh, no, I, I think I didn't need that one. But the point was on this too, but this is after, by the way. So at a time when Poland has already admitted that it wasn't Russia, guess what? They're still anti-Russia. Poland refuses to grant Russia visas for OSCE, OSCE summit, which is the Organization for Security and Cooperation. Clearly, they don't want cooperation. <laughs> you know, it's just so stupid. So after you get caught in a lie about them, you still don't want to, because this is, I think, was all meant to happen the way it did. Except for the fact that they blew up in their face and they're trying to hide from that now. Now, as I pointed out earlier, this is what the independent, the same, this is the same running feed we showed earlier. You know, this is their live update where it is like, like uh, this one here, right? So this means it's the current thing they're talking about in the Ukraine war. The Poland story is gone. It's all over. Then we, we, we solve that, right? It's over. Womp womp. A little accident. No big deal. Was it Ukraine, Russia? Who cares? Let's move forward. Amnesty, right? Let's move forward. <laughs> this is what they're talking about instead. Russia's spy agency arrested hundreds of people and tortured others. Study says, guess what study they're citing? Same thing, guys. We're talking about information they can't prove. Guess who didn't learn their lesson? All of the corporate media, the entire mul propaganda multiplier. You know why? Because they already know they're lying. That's what I think. Either way, we're right back to it. Narrative says, they, they told me to say, government repeats, Ukraine says, that's all this is, over and over and over, even after they just got caught lying, or rather, didn't know they were and found out. But to finish, or rather, let's, I mean, I'll, we'll do this one, well, yeah, we'll, we'll do this one first. Last two things to point out. Where are we at? Almost under two hours, that's pretty good. Johnny Miller points out, and by the way, guys, you don't, this is just one example. He's a British journal, journalist in Donbass right now. And of course, his point is apparently Iranian propaganda because he's doing his work, right? And look, right there. Which is just stupid. I mean, you can look into it for yourself. It's just so funny how willing these people are to lie. But the point is, and this is Elon Musk's Twitter, right? The point is, the center of Donetsk under shelling by Ukraine right now. Eight, eight this morning. Two reportedly wounded already. Simple terror bombing and revenge. No military targets here. That was right near his apartment. My point was, this is you don't need this video. Eva Bartlett, Patrick Lancaster. Uh, I, I keep forgetting Wyatt's last name for some reason. Wyatt, I, give, me, give me his full name in the chat. All doing amazing work. They continue to show this. This doesn't matter, apparently. A false story, or rather a, a attempted a false flag in Poland that maybe was a tractor. Who even knows at this point, because they're all running away from the story. That is the only thing we care about. We're willing to almost go to World War III, but they're right now murdering civilians in, Don, in, Don, in Donetsk, in the Donbass region. And nobody cares about that. As he points out, though, simple terror bombing revenge. And I, I actually truly believe that's what's happening. And this is what we're going to end with today. As AZ Geopolitics points out, former political... Uh, by the way, this is a great like, account to follow. Like, I, think, I mean, I've seen plenty of things they post that I end up think end up turn out to be not... Like, I don't think they're trying to post constantly what is what they can prove. It's a site that just constantly posts what's happening. Here's a post for this. Here, Like that post we saw earlier with all the thread of the videos. Like, I doubt that they proved every one of those were accurate, but that's not... The point of this account, I like. It's kind of like a, a catch-all for just constant story... The geopolitics in real time. Here's what we're seeing. Here's what we're seeing. 
as always, that's what we say about Twitter. You have to consider that some of these things could be fake. With deep fakes and stuff today, I'm going to do something about that in my next show. Everything could be fake for all we know, and you wouldn't even know any better. My point is, I do find that they, like, they were ahead of the, the posting by like hours than Associated Press. Just That's why this is important. But my point is that this is a post that, uh, oh, that just that was, I want to say in general, follow this account is what I was saying. Follow this account because I think they do good work. But doesn't mean everything, you know, question everything. Former political advisor for Germany, United States relations, Werner Weidenfeld says that any nation that refuses to cooperate with the U.S. government gets blackmailed by security services, the CIA, and bullied into submission. I think we know this is the reality, don't we? I mean, we're, we've watched this over the years. Now, unfortunately, this is subtitled for the podcast, but you just heard what it's about. I'm going to leave you with this video in general. The reality of how this ultimately works and whether that's exactly what we're now seeing here. Right? These people are being punished for not going along. Question everything, guys. I think it's pretty obvious there's more going on than when everybody realizes. But I just really hope we can see the, how the propaganda multiplier works, how clearly it was exposed, and how desperate they are to hide from that right now. Independent media, guys, whether it's T-Lab or anybody else, that's where you should be leaning today. Do you? I mean, it, it may be a little extra work to go through the information, but that's because it's never been as simple as just, here's the story. That's what they wanted you to think. To really be informed does take some effort. We just have to accept that, right? You, it's things worth doing are, are usually, you know, not all, the hard path is usually how now I forget how you should say that. <laughs> the point is that things worth doing are usually not simple, right? They can be difficult and it's worth doing so, right? So just show them your integrity, show them the fact that you believe enough and, you know, that you will stand your ground and not be scared away by terms like conspiracy theory. Even if that could mean you could be wrong because anybody could be wrong. And we just literally watch that in real time with all of the media simultaneously. So keep doing what you're doing, guys, because you're making you're making a huge difference. I truly believe that. Make sure you check out our Substack. Make sure you follow us on Parler. Make sure you continue to support all of our platforms on, in general on Rockfin and Sovereign and everything else because we are going to continue to grow. And I keep saying this, and I'm really motivated right now with the work of Courtney and Scott and Pirate Street Media and what we're doing with just Scott and T-Lab and everything else we're doing in general. And everyone else working with Robert and Derek and everybody else and, and Taylor's interviews and everything we're continuing to grow and make. I want to grow to a point where we will be large enough to where, you know, you got their channels on right now, but you also got our channel over here on, on mainstream or whatever, you know, on, on the TV or whatever else we build into. The point being that we are big enough to where they can't just pretend like we're not doing it or to where we break a story and have all the information and it doesn't get seen until somebody larger decides to stand up with it and wave it around and show you part of the story. Because that happens a lot today. And it's not even about the credit, guys. It's about making sure people have all the information. But as always, people want credit for the work that they do, don't they? I mean, I don't even know why that's something we should shy away from saying. But at the end of the day, we need to keep building this till we can break through for anybody. Because I'm, I'm not trying to break through to the people that don't want to see this. I'm talking about the people that don't even know that we're here. That if they were to see it, would see the fresher breath air that it really is. What, and I'm, just any of us in this field that are truly doing the work that I think we should be doing. Thank you for being here, guys. I love you all. As always, question everything. Come to your own conclusions. Stay vigilant.